Welcome to another edition of the Go Knows Podcast. I am your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not an insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me, in my opinion. Other information comes from the internet. All right, so the the throw to the end zone at the end of the game, I understand that you're being aggressive. I respect that. But you're you're throwing to Micah Pittman, who's who who I've given kudos to he could be a Debo Samuel clone. But how many times have you seen San Francisco throw jump balls to Debo Samuel? Never. So I understand that you threw that back uh, fade, but you know they was looking for that because you scored on it earlier in the game. So I, I just didn't understand the thinking there. I I could live with a missed field goal in that situation. I could I could live with a missed field goal because I said I said one of these games this year is going to come down to Fitzgerald. And I, I, he was either he's either gonna make it or miss it, and the percentages say he was gonna make it because he made that one earlier in the game. So I just, I just think it was just a no points in the second half, Coach Norvell, and you call the plays. That's on you. You it's your job to put the players in position to score touchdowns. You have to know your personnel. I don't think you know your personnel, Coach Norvell. I really don't. Because you kept running that little read option dive play up the middle. It worked a couple of times. But when you lost... The running back that runs it best, Treshawn Ward, you didn't adapt. You didn't adjust. And football is a game of adjustments. And give NC State, again, all the credit in the world. They made the adjustments. You scored zero points in the second half. And it's... We Florida State does not have time to raise a coach, bro. We we this not the type of program that we are. Okay, go go to go back to Memphis. If if you if you need to be raised on the job and you can't make the right a coach has to make the right decision 100% of the time. In that situation, you had to know that NC State was playing the touchdown. They wanted the game to be in the kicker's hands, per se. Like I said in the instant reaction. Okay, so to me, okay, if you're saying I'm going to be aggressive, I'm going to go for the touchdown, run a safe play. Not a running play because they're looking for the run. Okay, run a screen. Run a little run. You know, you could have did like a double wheel route with your running backs. 
out the backfield. And you could have did something like that. You know, Tua Philly scored on that against Clemson last year. I haven't seen you run that to Tua Philly this year. Okay, and just the the you're not taking advantage of the skill set that that Michael Pittman brings to the table. If you can't see that this guy's a Debo Samuel potential, Debo Samuel clone, you you don't do you really do you think you should be the head coach of this team? Okay, you you have a 6-7 receiver. You want to be aggressive and go for the win. But you don't throw him the jump ball. I don't understand it. Help me out. I need a lot of help understanding some of the play calls that, you know, went on in that game last week. Um, You know, the runs, you had a couple of, you know, breakout runs, but – like I said earlier, large in part, the running game didn't really work. Um, like I said, you just need more creativity on offense. I think, you know, like I said, use Pittman like Debo. Um, get to a Philly involved in the screen game, traditional screen game. I think he's a dynamic player. He can be if you use him right. I just don't think you can use talent as an excuse. Now, I think you have enough talent on this team to to beat anybody on the schedule. I think you you have to know your personnel. You have to know situational football. And you just have to make good decisions, and that's coaching. The coaching is not up to par at this point. And, you know, I'm not saying – we need a new coach, but he's got to improve, man. You you have to floor. I mean, uh, NC State was playing the touchdown. They wanted you to kick the field goal because everybody in the world, again, as I previously stated, knows that you don't have confidence in Fitzgerald. The last thing you should do is put the ball in the air like that. If you hell bent on throwing the f- football. Do a screenplay. Do a high percentage play that in all likelihood is not going to result in a turnover. So I really put these last two losses on the coaching staff. I just think you you got out coached the last two weeks, period. But the defense actually played very well to hold, you know, that – uh, offense of NC State's with that quarterback to a touchdown and, and, and what, four or five field goals? That's, I mean, what more can you ask for? The defense came to play, and they played well. The offense didn't show up. You know, I, I just feel like you have an offensive coordinator. Let him call plays. Because your, your offensive play calling is very stale and predictable. Um, you know, the Clemson game this week, I mean, I I don't think we got a chance. Better coach, better talent, and 
I mean, you really going to have to pull some rabbits out of your hat like that special teams play. That was a great call. Okay, that special teams play where, where Pittman faked the return and um, Pokey Wilson caught it and ran up the sideline. That was a phenomenal call. You need more plays like that, particularly on offense. You, I'm not saying, I'm not saying gadget plays. Just more creativity. You have weapons. Okay, um, I feel like your best running play is that that um, tight end trap play, where the, where the tight end is lined up right behind the tackle or right off the tackle, and he goes in motion, and he. Basically traps the defensive tackle. You, I don't, I don't remember seeing that play one time in this game. I don't know if I said that earlier in the podcast, but I don't remember seeing that play at all. Um, so I think Tua Philly would be nice in the screen game. They tried a couple of screens, they just couldn't get them off. They tried a couple of tunnel screens to Pittman. It just didn't work for whatever reason. Um, I think you have to use Jordan Travis's legs a little bit more. Um, I think if this was last year and that final play where we threw the interception, I think last year Jordan Travis would have took off and run. And he has to get back to that. I know he's trying to prove himself as an elite passer. He's trying to get to that level. But the name of the game is winning games. We don't really care about, I don't, I really don't care about your draft stock. I really don't care about your stats. I just want to win. And uh, I think he's improved tremendously, but I just think that coaching staff can't put the game in his hands. I don't think he's at that level yet. I think you, you need to protect him from his from himself because that final play, man, it was too much air up under that ball. It was triple coverage. You gave the DB virtually <laughs> an eternity to run up under that pick. Too much air up under that ball, man. And then you're throwing it to a six-foot receiver on a good day, okay, and you're throwing a jump ball to him, not the six-seven guy, the six-foot guy. I don't agree with that play call at all. And, you know, like I said, Clemson, better coached. Dabo Sweeney, very aware of situational football. This game can get away from you very fast. Okay, you're going against the best defensive line in the ACC. That little read option draw play that you like to run so much, that's not going to be there. You're going to have to be a little bit more creative on offense. Like, you're going to have to get Marquise and Douglas out in space as a lead blocker and let those other running let those running backs run behind him. You know, the offensive line is improved, but, again, you're not – nobody's a rhino on that offensive line. You know, if anything, you got maybe, <laughs> you know, a couple of uh, rams. Um, no pun intended. You have no rhinos. You know, they can they can move people a little bit, but they're not moving people like Georgia and Alabama, Ohio State. They're not moving people off the ball like that. So um, I think you just need to really sit down 
and evaluate what you're doing on offense. Are you a running team? Or are you a passing team? Okay, and or you can be multiple. But I I I don't I don't need Jordan Travis going out here throwing for three hundred yards. You know, let him get some easy throws. And I just think, like I said, a lot of your offensive gurus out there, they have egos. They they say I can make a square peg fit into a round hole. And and that that nonsense has cost us the last two weeks. Um the first half against Wake Forest, you didn't have no answers for the read option. Mesh, delayed read option mesh. This week, no creativity on offense. Defense came to play. Played a good game. No creativity on offense. And those two things, you think Dabo's not going to exploit that this week? You don't think he's going to exploit that? And I, I guarantee you Clemson's just going to come out and run the football. They're going to challenge you right up the middle. Because it's, it's been there all season, really. So, and they did better against the run against NC State, but you still soft up the middle. So, until you get that corrected, I mean, if I'm Dabo, I, why do I need to throw the football? I got one of the best running backs in the country. I got one of the best offensive lines in the country. I'm just going to run it up the middle. Let Make them stop it. Take time off the clock, shorten the game, keep Jordan Travis in that offense on the sidelines, and, you know, win a 17-3 a, 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 um, to three type game. That's really what it's going to come down to. Then you got one of the best defensive lines in the ACC. So, and you're not moving those guys. Wake Forest couldn't move those guys. I think Wake Forest probably had about 80 yards rushing on them, something like that. You probably won't get that. You might, you'll be lucky if you have 50 with with our offensive line. 50. If, you, if you're trying to run that power uh, football type running game, you'll, lo- you'll be lucky if you have 50 yards. So, you know, last year's game against Clemson, Kenny Dillingham was, was very creative with getting to a Philly on the wheel route. And it was just more creativity on offense. And you can just see without him being there, there's just it's stale and abysmal and predictable. And, you know, I just think maybe you just need a new guy calling plays. This coaching staff has to do better in terms of situational football. Um, just knowing the situation. It, it's, there's a difference between being aggressive and being stupid. And that, that last throw... Why are you making that throw? Um, you, you're you in a position to win the game. Okay? You, you have to go conservative there. You have to know the situation. Okay? I think most fans could live with a missed field goal in that situation. I think most fans could. We realize that, you know, a lot of games might come down to a field goal. If you, if you understand football and you're not just watching 
as a fan, if you, uh, I think a real fan knows that some games are going to come down to a field goal. And it's a chance that he's going to make it. And it's a chance that he's not going to make it. And you, you gave that game away. Um, to score no points in the second half is absolutely unexcusable. It's unexcusable. And I, I give the blame to, to the players, but I mostly give it to the coaching staff, offensive coaching staff, because it's it's your job to to score points. To to get to get your players in a position to score points. Excuse me. And NC State. Give them credit, man. Give their coaching staff credit. Give their players credit. They made the adjustments to keep you off the scoreboard in the second half. And you couldn't adjust to their adjustments. And that's just, that's inexcusable. You have to know the strengths and weaknesses of your personnel. And I I really don't feel like they do. Um, because just, just through these first six games, um, we, I can tell you right now, we don't have a power offensive line, but yet you keep running power run plays. Okay. Your best offensive run play is when Douglas is the lead blocker or he's trapping that's your best run play. And to not, if you're going to run the football, I understand that. I understand that. But I think you have to have a lead blocker. Okay? I, your offensive line is not getting any push. Okay? And NC State was running a three-man line. And you wasn't getting no push. Most of the run yards that you're getting is because of the talent that the running backs have. So, you know, you, you got to you got to make some adjustments. You have to make some adjustments to your play calling. You have to make some adjustments to the personnel that you're putting out there. Marquiston Douglas has to be a lead blocker. I want him to have more pancakes than receptions. That's what I need from him. And, you know, I, I, I just, that last play, that's, that, that borders, that play there, bro, that, that, that almost rivals the icing the kicker against Notre Dame last season. Like I told, I just, like I, one play a game. This coach, Mike Norvell, is going to make a bonehead call. He It, it never fails. Once a game, he's going, you're going to be scratching your head like, why the hell did he call that? And I'm not trying to hear this crap about, you know, the receiver got rerouted and all this crap. You had the ball on the 23-yard line, I believe. Okay? If you're, if you're, if you're going to go for the win. I you have to run a safe play. That's I mean that's that's you almost lost the LSU game 
doing stupid plays, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I just, there's, I'm just saying, you, you made a bad call. Accept responsibility for it. Don't make excuses. I, I hate that. You lost, Mike Norvell, you lost some points with me with that. Because, because, you know, the, the players are the chess pieces and you're making the moves. You're making the calls offensively. You made that call. And it was it was a boneheaded call. It was a boneheaded throw. Okay? Period. Accept responsibility. I made a dumbass call. Just say that. Don't sit here and say, you know, they were playing man and the receiver got rerouted. Hogwash. You know, that's 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 the kind of stuff that as a fan makes me mad. When coaches do stupid stuff and don't take responsibility for it. Uh, and talent is not an issue. Like I said earlier on in this podcast, talent is not the issue this year. This not You got enough talent on this team to be special. Now the coaching is getting exposed or lack thereof. It's, it's really coming to the forefront now. Because that, I mean, at least once a game, it's just like somebody's making some dumb calls, whether it's on offense or defense. And you the head coach, the buck stops with you. So everything that happens on the field, I hold you responsible for. So, I mean, look, man. You not I don't, I don't have you winning this week. I don't have you winning this week. Better players, better coach. Okay, I I got Clemson this week. You know I I felt like during this three games and I'm forget that this three game stretch. Let's just look at the rest of the season. I'm trying to figure out where where two more wins gonna come from. Cause Syracuse is playing well. They undefeated. Louisiana is is no slouch. Okay. Florida and Miami rivalry games. Georgia Tech is on the come up. So where where your wins coming from? Just help me understand that. You, You have to make better decisions in games. You have to. Okay, your kicker had already hit a 47-yarder. You don't you don't trust him to 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 make something 40 or less now? I could like I said earlier, I could live with a missed field goal in that situation. I could live with that. I I can't I can't live with a jump ball to Michael Pittman. I can't live with that. That 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 ball, that final has so much air up under it. I mean, I, I, it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Methuselah could have ran up under that and caught that, man. But I'm just saying, if you're going to be aggressive and say, okay, we're not going to put it in the kicker's hands, run a screenplay right there. 
Okay, spread, go five wide and do quarterback draw or quarterback off tackle or something to that effect. Run a safe play. The likelihood, listen, I said this earlier on in this podcast, NC State wanted you to kick the field goal. They wanted it on the kicker. They're playing touchdown. You have to know that. Everybody, every Florida State fan in this world had to know that they wanted you to try to kick the field goal to win the game because they know you don't have confidence in your kicker. And you know what I'm saying? You did exactly what they thought you was going to do. Go for the touchdown. So I'm just saying, help me understand it. What 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 justifies that call? How do you make that call? How do you how do you say and you don't even throw the jump ball to to Johnny Wilson? Okay? You throw it to Michael Pittman, who I'm not going he's a smaller receiver. He can be rerouted. He's a strong guy. He's a tough guy. But he is more easily rerouted than Johnny Wilson. Okay, if you throw if you throw the ball to a if you throw a jump ball to six seven Johnny Wilson and it gets intercepted, I can live with that. If you would have threw a jump ball to to the other guy, uh, number eleven, all right, his name escapes me, the six four wide receiver, the young dude, I can live with that. Okay, but you don't throw a jump ball to a small receiver unless it's Tyreek Hill, somebody that can jump out the gym. Even then, I'm not going to throw I'm not going to throw a jump ball to Tyreek Hill. Because he's small, he can be rerouted. But it would have to be a a small receiver with just. Some extraordinary jumping ability. I mean, he would have to have like a 60-inch vertical. And Michael Pittman doesn't have that. Great receiver, great route runner, great hands, great speed. But he is not a jump ball receiver. And that was that was a boneheaded call. Period. You got to own that, uh, Coach Novell. You have to own that. Sitting here making excuses. No, man. No, I, I I know that you have to put on that face that, you know, to justify that call. But it was a boneheaded call, man. Simple and plain. Plain and simple. All right. And now, like I said, you got Clemson coming to town. And the, the game plan for Clemson is very simple. We're going to run the football right down your throat. We're going we gonna, to we gonna test your manhood early to see what you made of and Clemson this is not Clemson this is not Clemson's best offensive line but they, they've still got one of the better offensive lines in this conference if if not one definitely two so they're they're going to test you and will Shipley runs hard so 
Like I said, I see Will Shipley going for at least 100 yards. At least. You couldn't stop him last year. So I'm just trying to figure out where point, where are the points coming from? And really those special team plays you should have saved for this week. You you showed your hand on that. So Clemson's going to be prepared for that. Right? So I I don't know. The defense actually played very well. Like I said earlier on, they played very well. It's it's just I don't know, man. I got Clemson uh 31 uh 17. I I think I think the offense going to make some plays. You I mean, look at last year's tape, coach Norvell. And look what Dillingham did with Tua Philly. Got him out in space on the wheel route. You got to run plays like that. Michael Pittman or excuse me, Micah Pittman, I'm thinking about his dad, is a chess piece that you, I mean, you could just, I, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a football guru, an offensive football guru. I, you know more football than I do, but it just seems to me that you could do so much with Micah Pittman. You could, you could let him run the read option, you could put him in the backfield. You can uh, put him in motion and do little pitch plays to him. You could do all kinds of stuff, but you're not doing that. And like I said, you got Cam McDonald. I mean, I don't know. Talent, you can't use the lack of talent as an, as an excuse this year. I think you have enough talent to be special this year. And it's not too late. The season ain't over. You can still salvage, you know what I'm saying? You can still stop this house from burning down. So, I mean, if, if we could win this week, it would be worth it. I If you say you're going to lose the Wake Forest, lose NC State, but beat Clemson, I'll take that. Um... But it's just really disappointing that the last two weeks, to me, we've lost because of bad coaching. So, um, you know, I, I've pretty much beaten a dead horse here. So I'm going to go ahead and, <laughs> you know, wrap this up, man. Um, thank you for listening. Podcasts available on YouTube. Podcasts available on all podcast platforms. Um, again, thank you for listening. As always, go nose.